Ask Andy is our new subscriber-only show. Every month, Andy answers your questions. Like these. What's your favourite colour biro? What the f*** is it with you and terrapins? Uh, what are the spring 2024 catwalk colours? How goes it with the sitar? Can you recommend either the floating barge or the detour to Rwanda? What do you think of the kids of politicians getting into politics? Maybe you and your colleagues would be able to suggest some coping mechanisms. And Andy even asks a few questions himself. Do you, do you think I could get to Christmas number one? Subscribe to Ask Andy Now via any podcast platform. Go to thebuglepodcast.com forward slash donate. Hello, it's andyzaltzman.com, as I've now been officially, actually it's .co.uk. This is Top Stories. Remember 2017? US politics was in unprecedented turmoil, surely never ever to be repeated. I was joined by Nish Kumar for issue 4014 of The Bugle. How bad can it get in a week? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Top story this week. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I don't feel fine. I'm actually very concerned. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> Last Friday saw the inauguration of Donald Trump, a man whose IMDb page contains the credits Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Ghosts Don't Do It, a film about a man who kills himself after a heart attack, wrecks his body, but then comes back as a ghost and convinces his wife to pick and kill a younger man in order for Scott to possess his body. We can now add inauguration of the 45th president of the United States to that IMDb list and the part that he was playing was president, as opposed to the part that he played in the inauguration of the 44th president where he played the part of racist man screaming at his television (laughs) and what a part that was Andy we all remember his classic catchphrases show me the birth certificate and (laughs) frankly my dear I don't give a damn where that black guy says he was born (laughs) Um, yeah well we recorded last week literally hours after the inauguration I heard it, it sounded um, pained it was was pained, I mean you were safely ensconced in the jungle by the sounds of it (laughs) <laughs> Which is basically where about six and a half billion people wanted to be at the time. I did have to, because I, uh, in order to execute that joke, which I think we can all agree I did so flawlessly, <laughs> I knew Home Alone 2, but I had to go on his IMDb page to find out some other things that he'd been in. That's where I found Ghost Don't Do It to be the TH Witch. Right. And when I went on his IMDb page, uh, it's uh, the about me, the, about the artist, and I use that word in inverted commas, <laughs> section, uh, says that Donald Trump was born on June the 14th, 1946, in New York City as Donald John Trump. He is a producer and actor, best known for The Apprentice, the Comedy Central roast of Donald Trump, and Fox and Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a real burn on the presidency. And then in the nickname section, the nicknames that they've got listed are The Don... The Donald, the Trumpster, DJT, and the President of the United <laughs> States of America. 
Um, he has uh, finally updated his website. Now, I'm not in a position to um, criticise people for um, not updating their websites. But Same. At, at the moment of the inauguration, on Trump.com, the biography page did not mention the fact that he was about to become president of the United States. It has now been updated. The final paragraph now reads, um, uh, Mr. Trump officially announces candidacy for the presidency of the United States uh, on June the 16th, 2015. On the 20th of January, 2017, Mr. Trump was sworn in as the 45th president and turned over the management of the Trump organisation to his eldest sons, Donald Jr. and Eric, which rep- follows on now from... I mean, that that is considered only worth putting in at the end of his autobiography after Mr. Trump has been recognised by Golf Digest magazine as golf's greatest builder today (laughs) and by Sports Illustrated as the most important figure in the world of golf. (laughs) But look, there's plenty of examples of US presidents with unusual CVs before they came into office. Jimmy Carter was a peanut farmer. Ronald Reagan starred in a series of films with a chimp called Bonzo and Calvin Coolidge actually used to roll around with a tiger. <laughs> a little Calvin and Hobbes joke there. Very good. Quite early on in the uh, in the bugle. So let's disregard that for a second and see where we're at after a week of the Trump presidency. And the answer is on the precipice of total Armageddon. In his first week, he has had a Twitter meltdown, signed an order mandating the removal of funding for any organisation that supports abortions, tried to stop all refugees from Syria coming into the country, stopping all refugees full stop. Uh, He's also promised to publish a weekly list of crimes committed by immigrants and then (laughs) demanded that Mexico pay for a border wall, which caused the Mexican president to cancel his proposed trip to the United States of America. At this point, his first week in office sounds less like the actions of the leader of the free world and more like the lyrics to an updated version of Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> Refugees, go f- yourselves. Women need to shut their mouths. Going on a Twitter rant antagonising Mexico. We didn't start the fire. Uh, well, I mean, you say we're closer to Armageddon. The Doomsday Clock, a symbolic clock face that represents quite how close we are to global catastrophe. It's been maintained since 1947 by a load of scientists, (laughs) that rather discredited social group. Uh, They uh, have moved the minute hand forward. We're now just two and a half symbolic minutes away from (laughs) Armageddon um, since Trump... He's been very busy. He's uh, stood up for the ordinary American Rust Belt worker who got him into power by um, trying to accelerate the heat death of the planet and above all by stopping women in Africa having access to birth control. (laughs) Key issues in the former industrial heartlands of the United States. All those voters who went to the ballot box in November thinking... I've been left behind by the pitilessly amoral myopia of modern global capitalism, by the tycoons and billionaires who care not for the livelihoods of others. If only, somehow... Our political system would recognise this and slash funding to crucial women's health services in the developing world. If only. As long as I know those Rwandan women cannot get advice on family planning, then the urban desolation and decay I live in will all seem worthwhile. <laughs> Trump has he's fulfilled the wishes of his voters. Fair play to him. <laughs> There's been a lot of talk about the lack of basic competence in the handover between Obama to Trump. Uh, There was a big scandal yesterday because uh, a whole number of people in the State Department left. Now, that's not uncommon because those are largely political appointments. The problem is 
there are no replacements lined up. And as such, <laughs> there is no Secretary of State in America. So there's been a lot of issues about basic competence. So you would think Sean Spicer, press secretary, face of the administration, is going to be keeping, you know, doing his best to put his best face forward. Unfortunately, yesterday, <laughs> he tweeted this. N9Y25AH7. <laughs> now. God, is that, that's not a nuclear code. <laughs> yeah, that was the immediate concern of everyone. The immediate concern was, was this a nuclear code? It was quickly deleted, but not before, obviously, everyone on Twitter had screen grabbed it. <laughs> so the implication is clearly that that was his Twitter password. But more concerningly, was it the nuclear codes? And we are now in a situation where the best case scenario is that the press secretary of the <laughs> president of America has no idea how to use a computer. <laughs> the press secretary of America is showing the same level of competence as your grandmother. <laughs> um, a number of other uh, actions by Trump. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about the wall with Mexico Uh he said, you know, obviously he said throughout the campaign, Mexico's going to pay for it. And all his supporters said Mexico's going to pay for it. So they, you know, there's a democratic mandate there. Yeah. They've shouted it at, uh, at rallies. Yeah. The, the only difficulty is how to get Mexico <laughs> to pay for it. Because there's a number of options. How, how do you get someone to pay for a $25 billion wall that they don't want? It's a difficult thing. I mean, option one, ask nicely can't really be seen to do that <laughs> that's not what people voted for option two ask not nicely which they have tried and mexico <laughs> said uh, no option three is do it covertly using taxes now this seems to be what they're now going to try to do but the problem is you know raising import taxes on mexican goods it's just not as satisfying is it where is the dick swinging political triumph in gradually collecting a new 20% import tax or cutting aid programs in Mexico. America wants to see the full $25 billion handed over either on a giant novelty check <laughs> or preferably in a massive briefcase filled with non-sequential $20 bills. Um, plus, you then have to factor in the knock-on impact, essentially meaning that America will be indirectly paying Mexico to indirectly pay America <laughs> for the wall. Option four is just pretend. And I think this is their best option. <laughs> The American public has shown itself to be credulous of bullshit. All he needs to do... I and mean, politics is 99% psychological these days, Nish. Yeah. All he needs to do is come out one day, uh, Trump, and say, yeah, I saw President Payne and Nieto yesterday, uh, and he just forked up, gave me uh, $25 billion, uh, did it by PayPal, so we're all sorted. And I think no, that would make America happy. I mean, that's basically what he's done through the campaign and yep. in the first week of his presidency. I mean, it's either one of those options, or it's going to be the mother of all Kickstarters. <laughs> And they are going to have to have some huge rewards for yeah. those bits. Or looking at the way the Mexicans play football, it's going to have to be an overhead Kickstarter. <laughs> um, oh, Buglers. I wish you could see the amount of pride in Andy's eyes oh, right now. Yeah, was... <laughs> the spirit of Hugo Sanchez lives on. Um, option five is compromise. And get Mexico to build the wall. And pay for it, but in return for that, they will have to then return to the Mexican border of 1824. <laughs> That's basically would lose, well, about 40% of the USA. But, you know, as long as they do it, it's all that counts. <laughs> Many Mexicans um, view the wall as, quotes, unnecessary, inhumane, expensive and ineffective. And Trump has responded to this by saying, you forgot counterproductive. Still, four <laughs> out of five ain't bad. Take that, meatloaf. Beat you by 13.3%. <laughs> 
beyond the politics and whatever you may think about Trump, it does seem like the administration has got off to a bad start just in terms of basic competence. <laughs> they didn't start well because they got bogged down in an argument over how many people were at the inauguration. There's been various uh, rumblings of discontent by White House staffers who say that there's no plan in place. And this is the danger when you elect someone with absolutely no political experience. This is the problem when you go for the maverick, the anti-politics candidate. It's a little bit like something uh, Aristotle once said. I can't believe this shit. What the f*** were you thinking? If you elect a cunt with no f- experience and expect that he'll be moderated by a group of people around him who are as big, if not bigger c**ts than him, of course everything is going to be f***ed. <laughs> Very wise man, Aristotle. Wise man. Uh, that's, I mean, a slightly over-enthusiastic translation, if I recall from my... <laughs> Days studying. Uh, yeah, it's less a translation uh, and more a performance art piece. <laughs> I called "There Goes the Green Card." <laughs> well, luckily we've moved on a few years to 2023, and everything is now fine, as this week's first bugle of the year proves. Go and find it at thebuglepodcast.com. <laughs>